I'm in the King James Version, it reads, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Uh, I'm going to ask our bishop to pray over the word that's going to go forth this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, your presence is already manifest here. Your anointing is resting on your female servant. Let your anointing rest on this congregation. Let us receive this engrafted word. Let it go forth in power, in liberty, in demonstration. God, I come against any distraction. I plead the blood of the Lamb. I'm asking God, allow your angels to minister as this word go forth. We claim this and we believe this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. When I was studying yesterday, felt like I was seeking the Lord all day after we drug, you know, Bishop out to take some pictures. He was screaming and crying the whole way there. <laughs> but wait till you see the pictures. <laughs> I felt like he did because I did not have anything. I did not have anything. I said, Lord, for the people's sake, please. So I sought the face of the Lord, and I had read this in my daily reading, and nothing stood out. And then, it, you know, I started going through all the chapters, and it's like everything stood out. I was like, oh, well, this could go, and this could go. And, and I was like, I'm not going to do anything until I know for sure that this is the Lord. And this, this might be, you know, preaching to the choir, if you will. There's a lot of people here that you've been in this thing a long time. And so I really don't know who this is for. Um, I know that I am receiving it, um, and it might be more of a treaching, but I want to speak to you on this, this principle, ye ought to be, ye ought to be. We just read Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, and, and it starts off in, in, in Hebrews um, verse uh, 11 of chapter 5, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Now, the writer here, I believe it's Paul, um, is, is talking to a particular audience. And there was just a breakdown. If you go back and he, we're not going to do it, so I'm just referencing this. But if you start at Hebrews chapter 1, there's just a continual breakdown and explanation, um, and it's talking about God and talking about um, his son, Jesus Christ, which we know 
that Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. And, and he's just giving a lot of insight to, to a particular audience. And um, when we get to Hebrews chapter 5, he's still talking about Jesus was the high priest. He was a high priest that um, he walked in the flesh. We have a God that loved the world so much that he enrobed himself in flesh, what we walk around in, you and I, so that he could experience everything that we experience. We have someone that we can relate to in the word of God. And so when he talks about we have not an high priest with, with high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin, this Jesus was able to go through life, experience what we experience, and never sin. And our intent, his intent is so that we can have the Spirit of God live on the inside of us. We can take that power of God everywhere with us. And he's, he's breaking all this down. And so when he says, of whom we have many things to say, he's talking about Jesus Christ, of whom we have many things to say. And he goes on to say, and hard to be uttered. This means it's, it's, it can be a difficult explanation. It's something that's, that's tough to explain. So when he's talking, he says, of whom, Jesus Christ, we have many things to say, but it's, it's hard. It's difficult to explain. It's difficult to lay forth in words, to, to describe in words, to speak to you. We witnessed this this morning when our bishop took his time and laid the foundation and then by the end really nailed the point home of how in the New Testament, Elijah, you know, you read the scriptures and it's like he prayed this prayer and then his second prayer was this. But when you go back to the Old Testament, you realize he had to pray multiple times. He had to have tenacity. He had to have perseverance. And so our bishop took something that was difficult to explain and he laid it forth and described it in words so that we could grasp it. So the writer is saying of whom Jesus Christ, we have many, there's many things that we need to say. We've said it. We still have some things that we need to explain. And the thing is, it's hard to be uttered. Why? Seeing ye are dull of hearing. Now that's not, that's not a positive thing for someone until you're dull of hearing. It was like, oh yay, you know, what a way to be described. Dull of hearing. He's seeing ye are dull of hearing. So dull means sluggish. It means lazy. It can mean figuratively, yeah, I agree. How do you say that in Spanish? I'm just kidding. Stupid. Sluggish. Literally lazy. Someone who is stupid. They are lacking a, keen, a keenness of mind, a, a quickness of the mentality, of hearing, hearing what's preached, 
Hearing comes from a, a Greek word that is the same as the word preach. So if I use, and you don't have to turn there, Hebrews chapter 4 and 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. That word preach, but the word preach did not profit them is the same as of hearing, of dual of hearing. It's not enough to be plugged in and to be a member of this church. And to come in to your service of choice. And to hear the sound of the ministry. Hear the sound of the voice of the bishop laying forth in words, explaining what thus saith the Lord. You've got to do something with the word that is being ministered. The word preached did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. And those that heard it, similar concept. My issue when I read the scripture, exactly who, who's the audience? Who are you talking to? Because we don't read, you know, this, the church of Hebrews. And so if we go back to Hebrews chapter 3 and 1. Scripture reads, wherefore, holy brethren... This is the audience. This is who is being spoken to. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So he's speaking to the holy brethren. He's speaking to the holy brethren that are partakers of the heavenly calling. Brethren there comes from the Greek word adelphos. It's two words in one. It, it, when you use the A um, before delphos, that usually signifies, it occasionally means a union. So the brothers, the holy brethren, are a unified group believing the same thing. We are working towards, we are going towards the same goal. We are linked up. We are brethren. We are partakers. We are sharing together in this heavenly calling. Calling means an invitation. It comes from a word meaning to call forth your name has been called. So he's talking here when he says, seeing ye are dull of hearing. He's talking to people of like precious faith. We are supposed to be going together towards the same goal. We are supposed to be joining hands. We are supposed to be linking up. We are supposed to be believers of the same faith and the same doctrine, the same message. 
partakers of the heavenly calling. Calling that invitation. Can I remind some this afternoon, this morning, that in Romans chapter 11 and 29, it says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Just because you backslide, it doesn't mean that God will remove an invitation to you. He will not remove his, his gifting, his calling. This can be both a blessing and a curse because you have some that willingly do not live righteously. But yet there are some things that they can still tap into. And so to them, they'll tell themselves, because I can still operate in this gifting, I'm okay. I must be saved. I'm all right. That can be a very foolish mindset to deceive yourself. But then there are those when you may have taken the wrong turn and, and you recognize it. Do not let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're done. Because you messed up, because you took a step back, you will never operate in that gifting again. The Lord is always calling. It's if we receive that call. I am, I'm getting somewhere, if you can just follow me. It's not very profound. Very simple. But he's speaking to people of like precious faith. The scripture is very clear about that. But then he goes on, Hebrews 5 and verse 12. This is some strong words that are being spoken. It's not very positive. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers... Ye have need that one teach you again. You have need that one teach you once more. You have need that one teach you anew. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Scripture starts off for when for the time. There are many definitions that this breaks down into. It can be a space of time. I want to focus on uh, the, the definition of it meaning an individual opportunity. For when for there is an individual opportunity, you ought to be teachers. You are up under obligation. You are indebted to be Teachers and teachers there breaks down into an instructor, someone that's a master, someone that's teaching. I'm not going to take that literally, but I'm going to take it figuratively in the sense of ye ought to be somewhere further along in your walk with God than where you currently are. I want to remind us this morning that you mark today think back to last year in December and where you were 
spiritually. We each grow at a different pace, but there are some things we, we probably shouldn't be struggling with this year at this point in time that we were last year. There should have been some spiritual growth happening in our lives. Ye ought to be whatever the Lord has called you to do. Whatever the Lord has directed you to walk, whatever impartation has been passed down to you, you should be walking in it. Ye ought to be teachers. But ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So we're having to take a step back to reteach you, to re-explain some things that you should already know. And he's saying this to, to brethren that should know better. And it goes on to explain and are become such as. You've, you've become, you've turned to. That means at one point in time, you are making progress. But somewhere along the line, you stopped, you turned around, and you started walking backwards. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Milk breaks down into milk. Leche. Tres leches. Hallelujah. Just felt the spirit of God in this place. Ain't that right, first lady? Calm down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> strong meat. Strong means stable. Our bishop has spoken about this before. Stable. Solid. Solid. We received some solid meat this morning. Meat's nutrition. It's nourishment. The Lord fed us this morning, those who are willing to receive and to eat, to consume what was brought forth. So milk, milk is a liquid, right? Strong meat is not. Strong meat is what you would call solids. In medicine, we have, we look at your diet. Can you take liquids or can you take solids? Solids are the things that have that oomph there. It's, it's a solid form. You have to chew it in order to consume it. You've become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. As we develop, right, let's take this, let's, let's get really, really elementary here. Milk, we know, is for babies, right? You're, really, you're not going to give babies water. You're going to give them milk. Now, when you are a baby, this is appropriate, 
And so for those that are here and you might be new to the church, or you're, you're, you're really new to our church and you're learning some things and you're listening to the word that is being brought forward, there are going to be times that the man of God will make it very clear that there are some things for you to consume. And there are some things that he's speaking, but it's not for you to consume. Why? Because it's at your developmental stage spiritually where you can handle or not handle what is being brought forward. Our bishop is very clear that this is for you to hear. This is for you to take in. But there will be times where he'll say it's not for you to take in. That's not a knock against you. You have to grow spiritually at the pace that God has ordained. Just like babes in the natural, you try to give a baby something that's tough, something that's solid. You could cause an issue. You could cause a condition to happen to that child that would hurt that child. Because they're trying to consume something that they are not ready to handle. But as we get older and a child starts to develop and becomes... An adolescent becomes a preteen, becomes a teenager. It would be very odd to watch a developing adult still consuming milk. That would be weird. It would be like, something's wrong with you. And more than something's wrong with you, something's wrong with your parents. They don't love you enough to feed you what is appropriate so that you can develop properly. Milk contains certain nutrients, certain vitamins, certain minerals. And when, when a baby is being breastfed, there are certain antibodies, immune system qualities that are being passed on to that baby. And babies develop quickly. I was looking at uh, some, uh, uh, I was YouTubing, because, you know, YouTube is the best way to uh, gain your education when you're trying to learn something. And, you know, trying to figure out how do you do some newborn photography. And the timeline... They said it's really, really quick. If you want to capture babies in this description of newborn photography, you have to photograph the baby within probably 10 days. You're pushing it if you're, if you're looking at 14. Why? Because at about two weeks, the baby is coming out of that sleepy stage where they just sleep a lot and they're starting to become more active and they're starting to move around a lot. So you're not going to get those really sweet and, and, and easy uh, photos of the baby just sleeping curled up if you put, put the timeline beyond that point at two weeks. That's a, that's a quick time to be growing. Now babies, they need milk because they haven't established their own immune system yet. They are not at the stage where they can walk into the kitchen and just grab something to eat. And more so than that, they're not at a developmental stage where they can even handle 
solid food. And so they have to be fed everything that they need with milk. It's easy to get it down. And so as they grow, the progression is to get them into baby food, you know, what we would label it in the medical world is like pureed, soft foods. And then you advance them to solids. Because now you've watched the progress are growing, they're developing, now they can handle this. So I'm going to feed this to them. And if you were to keep them on a liquid diet of milk, you are going to cause them harm. You are going to prevent them from developing. You're going to prevent them from growing to the place of where their body can handle what an adult should be able to handle. Their bones will be brittle because they will not have everything that they need to develop. You continue giving milk, they're not going to be able to build their GI tract. They will never learn to be an adult if they simply just have a diet of milk. You would probably cause an early death to a child that's trying to develop into adult by just keeping them on milk. You've become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Scripture goes on. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Unskillful means ignorant. You're lacking in knowledge. You're inexperienced. You haven't been through some tests and you haven't gained some things from going through some trials. These are the ones that use milk. They are unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. You want to persist in this spiritual stage of development where you are a baby. And that is not the will of God for a church that's growing. And dare I say for people that have been in this thing for a long time. You cannot stay in a condition where you're having to be brought what are considered the basics of truth over and over again. You cannot stay in a place where you regress. You take two steps forward and you take four steps back. It's not the will of God for you to live a spiritual diet on milk. Every service, that's what you're looking for. That's all I want. I don't want any of the strong meat. Don't give me anything that's going to come against my flesh and that's going to push me to go beyond where I'm at. Just give me liquid. Just give me something that's easy to digest. A babe means a simple-minded person, an immature Christian 
but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of habit, reason of use, they practice, they have their senses, their organs of perception spiritually exercised to discern both good and evil. The people that you see that that they may be called out and they may be used in this and they may be used in that. They're not perfect people. We got to see some examples last week. And people are very transparent. And they will tell you, I have struggles just like you. In the word of God this morning, Bishop brought how Elijah is just like, or he was like us. But the Lord is going to keep giving strong meat to those who are practicing their spiritual senses. When the scripture is talking about, you go back to verse 12. When for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. There are some people, and I really don't believe that this, this, this is for everybody. And like I said before, this might be preaching to the choir. But there are some places that some of us, we ought to be. And we're not. And you know who you are. And some of you, you're okay with that. You'll get a, a twinge of conviction, but it's not enough to stir you to change. But the Lord is reminding you this morning, and I don't know how, how many more of these opportunities that the Lord is going to give to try to wake you up and tell you you are somewhere where you should not be and there's a place that I have prepared for you. There's a role that I have positioned for you that you ought to be walking in. Quit living your spiritual life on milk. The Lord is calling you for some depth. He's calling you for some strong meat. Why? Because there's a world that needs to be reached. You have family members that you need to reach. There are people on your job that the Lord needs to reach. They're hungry and they're looking and you have an answer, but you can't walk in what God has called you to walk in. I have a patient right now and I'm almost done. She's got terminal cancer. And you look at her and she actually looks really healthy. You can tell she's chronically ill. She's lost a lot of her hair. She's so nice, just, just a pleasant, 
lady. In the way that this cancer has affected her body, she's developed what's called a fistula, where you have like a portal, a connection between organs that should not be there. It's affected her GI tract. So she cannot eat. She can't eat. So they couldn't do a peg tube, which a peg tube, they'll stick it in your, at some point in your GI tract. And it's what we call a foreign object. So, you know, like a tubing that goes in somewhere to connect to your stomach in a way so that you can receive what's called tube feeds. So you get a liquid form of nutrition that goes through this, what is considered to our bodies, it's not natural to our bodies, this foreign object that the Lord has given surgeons and doctors knowledge that we can do this to help sustain your life. We can do this procedure, stick this in, and still give you nutrition. So even though you can't eat, you're still able to survive. She can't even have that. So what's the last resort, which I will tell them, I do not manage that. I don't manage TPN. Something that a surgeon can handle, that's out of my level of expertise. TPN is still a liquid form of nutrition. But they put an IV somewhere in one of your extremities, usually one of your arms, somewhere, so that they can feed nutrition through your veins, the central line, a pick or whatever, whatever a body can handle. They'll feed it, and it's, it's the weirdest thing to see liquid nutrition going into some sort of venous access to give your body nutrition. She can't move. She can't walk. They have recommended hospice for her. She didn't want hospice, so the next choice was you can't eat. We'll stick you on TPN and see if your body will respond and if you will be able to heal. If you're able to heal, then maybe you can live a little bit longer because there's, there's really nothing more that they can do for this cancer. And so spiritually, the Lord brought this to my mind. Because at one point in time, she was able to eat solids the normal way. But she got so sick that she had to be put on this absolutely last resort to try to sustain life. She went back on a liquid form of nutrition. And it's doing enough to keep her alive. I don't know if it's really doing her any good. I don't know if it's going to sustain her life longer 
or allow this fistula to heal. But there are risks with even having this, this form of nutrition. You can get very severe infections with this form of nutrition. But it's a last resort to try to sustain life. For some spiritually, people, they're reverting back to milk. You, you, you had milk when you first started out. And you developed and you were able to tolerate solids. But you've rejected it. And so now you're going back to milk, a liquid form of nutrition. And the Lord will continue to extend mercy, just like he did in the scriptures here. Because he's telling you, you've gone back to milk. You're, you're, you're unskillful. But me telling you this is, is still the hand of God reaching out to you to tell you, wake up. Look at your spiritual condition and where you are at. Don't stay there. This is a warning that you've got to get past this point so that you can consume meat. This is probably your last chance to make a change. And the milk is enough to keep you alive spiritually. And there are some you don't even know. You're hanging by a thread. This is, this is not for everybody. I feel the Holy Ghost. The Lord is trying to reach just a handful of people. You look the part, you know what to do, you know what to say, you know how to react, you know how to respond. You may have years behind your name when it comes to this truth, but you have reverted back to milk. And your spiritual body is hanging on by a thread. And I don't know how much longer you have left if you don't wake up. The Lord is saying, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm giving you a space and time to allow you spiritually to possibly heal. But you've got to heed the word of the Lord. You've got to listen to the man of God and everything that's coming out of his mouth. You've got to do your best to consume and apply it to your spiritual life. It's not enough to stay in your condition. You can stand all over the building. It is not the will of God that any should perish. You know Matthew 7, 21 through 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, I've done this in your name. I've done that in your name. And so many people that have walked this walk and talked this talk, they're going to go to the Lord and they're, because you have reverted back in areas spiritually that God is saying you ought to be over at point B, but you are still at point A. I implore you this morning. There doesn't need to be an outward burst of reaction. But you know they say that those who, they make uh, big changes and they start to lose weight. When you lose it slowly, you're able to maintain 
you're losing it the right way. For some, it's not going to be a quick, I've just turned over a new leaf. I'm getting back to where the Lord wants me to be. For some of you, you're going to have to fight. It's going to be a struggle because you've gotten so comfortable and milk just tastes so good. And really, I can get everything that I need from milk and I don't need anything else. I've gotten comfortable. I'm content with where I'm at. Well, you're going to have to shrug that off. You're going to have to fight that feeling. It may cause you to make some sacrifices. There are some who are not here. And they know better. that The Lord has been trying to call them. It's not mandatory. And this is not a way to lay a guilt trip on you and make you feel bad for not coming to two services. But spiritually, where the Lord is trying to take some people, he's saying, I'm calling you to make sure you're in attendance at both services. Because there's a place that I have for you to operate in and you can't get there with just one meal. They're not here. And some of them will never walk. They will never walk in the dimension that the Lord has for them. But they'll see everybody move past them. So for those that are here, those that might have tuned in, those that will go back and watch this later, I implore you that as the Lord begins to develop you and he calls for more, the Lord is calling for more and more of us than ever before. I don't know what it is, why this happens. Sometimes I want to be like, ah, why? But, you know, I got an offer to, uh, to work back at Methodist Stone Oak, and it would be just the ideal way to work, seeing post-surgical patients. I mean, it would just be ideal. When I say ideal, this would be, if, if this opportunity had presented itself a year or two ago, I would have jumped on board. And now it wants to present itself. And I had to tell them, I can't. I can't. They don't understand that the Lord is asking for more of me in another area. And it's not just me. It's so many people in this church He ought to be, he ought to be somewhere different. Next month, I've got to be somewhere different. Tomorrow, I've got to be somewhere different than where I am today spiritually. If you can lift your hands all over the building. Can you examine yourself, Lord? If there's any part of me that just doesn't want to go past where I currently am, I open my eyes to see so that I can make a change. Today, God, don't let me wait till tomorrow. Don't let me wait till next week. Don't let this be something that I push off as a New Year's resolution, but let it be done today.
Can we just push just a little bit more? This may not be for you, but it may be for someone nearby that the Lord has been dealing with their heart, and they know they haven't said anything to anybody else, but God's been dealing with them about their spiritual condition.